right, everybody, before we get started, got a couple shout outs to give. Wanna shout out Designs NT. Designs NT. Shout out my boy Alec Young for this hookup. Designs NT, your hub for website design, logo creation, merchandising, and so much more. You want to find out more about what they do over there? Go to www.designsnt.com. I think I've been saying design without the S in previous uh, shout outs. So designsnt.com. D E S I G N S N T.com. Also, hit him up, mention the pool, and uh, they'll hook you up. So, there you go. Shout out to Liquid IV, Liquid IV Fueling Life's Adventures. Go to liquidiv.com right now, get you some hydration sticks, and uh, make your water work harder. The Hydration Multiplier is a great tasting non GMO electrolyte drink mix powdered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Guys, go to liquidiv.com, use code A.Aaron Goodwin at checkout for your discount. Shout out to the Impact Brand, my boys Barry and Mark and my Impact family. Guys, go to theimpactbrand.com right now to see the world's best online marketplace for activewear and streetwear at Impact. Inspiration is greater than influence. We imagine, develop, and create products that enhance life on the go and protect what matters most. They allow people to enjoy more moments while training or everyday ones too. Let me tell you something. Impact is the next big thing. Go to theimpactbrand.com right now. It's original. It's drippy. It's comfortable. And when the fall line drops, just wait. All right. It is the I-M-P-A-C-K-T brand.com. Use code Goodwin10 at checkout for your discount. Okay. So before we start, I want to say one thing. Um, This podcast the point of this podcast and the premise has always been to encourage free thinking, free thought, different opinions, and whatever anyone may think, whatever I may think, I should be able to throw it out there into the pool of shared meaning, and we can have a discussion about it. Um, and I think it takes a, a sort of a different special kind of mind to be able to go about life that way. Um, because it's not easy and, and especially in our day and age and, and the way things are in our society right now, it's, it's, it's hard to be able to have, you know, original thought. It's even harder to have the courage to put your original thought out there for the, the world to hear, um, and, and not be afraid of potential backlash, differing opinions or whatever, um, so just with that being said, I want to remind everyone of, of what the point of this is and why it's so important. Um, you're not going to agree with everything that I say. I'm not going to agree with everything that everyone says. But the importance is don't get so caught up in the disagreement, but enjoy the fact that we can have discussion. Enjoy the fact that we can have discourse about certain things, about life and you know, I encourage everyone to take, you know, take what I say, take what my guests say, um, and explore it, get outside the box, explore, explore something different. That doesn't mean you have to subscribe to it. It doesn't mean that you have to agree to it. I just want you to entertain it. I want you to explore it. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. 
it's going to be an interesting one. Um, this this mindset that I have had, I figured it was inevitable, but it it has led me down a path, um, the, the path of no return. Um, I'm I'm very thankful for it, but it's also a little bit scary because. You know, like I said, you don't you don't know what you can say. You don't know what you can't say. Um, but I guess that's the journey. That's the joy of it. Right. You never know. But as long as you're able to do it, who cares? So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I love every one of you that listens to me. Um, and yeah, enjoy the episode. All right. We're live. Fuck. It's it's been a minute. This is this is my first episode. And since like. I think I did. When was the last time? The one I dropped, like, I'm about to say, it's summer. been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. I did one. And then you did one. I um, think you did one more after me. I did, was, did I do the, the Alec Young one with my boy from high school? Did I do that after you or before you? I think it was after. I want to say you did one more after me. And then, because I remember I recently checked and I was like, I haven't heard Aaron's podcast in a minute. I was like, have I just been missing him? And I looked and I was like, oh, nah, he literally nah, haven't I've done it in a minute. I've been, I've been on a wave. I've been on a wave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a minute since I. First of all, thank you both. Um, I was about to I say think, we gotta share the mic. Yeah, I picked you two specifically. By the way, we got um, we got Paris Williams on here, my boy. We've had him on before. We got my boy Anthony Harrison. Hey man, same man. Um, I picked these two guys specifically just because I'm like at a point in my life now where. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this and I, I wanna be able to like have real productive conversations and I don't wanna waste listeners times with 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 people that are not going to contribute real effective thought, real genuine articulative thought. And since the last time that I've done this, I've had such an a very obvious ideology shift, <laughs> which is why I haven't I haven't talked in a minute because I've been going through my own like shit, but like, yeah. And but I picked you two specifically because I think you two are like, you're we're so like minded. Obviously, both of you as individuals are like minded to me in different ways, right? But we all have some sort of some sort of common way for which we just look at life and like our worldview, right? And I and I think of like the people that I have in my life that I'm trying to really connect with that I have that are like minded. And I think of people like like you two, like Anthony Paris. I think of Quazon. I think of Jordan Hewing. Right. I think of people like y'all that are like, okay, no, these guys are like these guys are kind of like the only people that are. And obviously my friends, I have friends online that I met. Right. But that I met in real life, but I can only connect with them uh, online because they're in different states. But I have like really, it, it's hard to find like-minded people. I'll say, for me right now, for what like the for the ideology that I have and like the worldview that I have and like the shift that I'm like kind of going through, it's like very very hard and very rare to find that. And while you two may not be like on the wavelength that like I'm on, even like you kind of are, but you two get it. Like I'll be able to articulate something, and you'll one hundred percent see where I'm coming from, or at least have the mind to like explore what I'm talking about, or explore the 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 frame or the foundation or the root of what I'm talking about. And I think it takes like it takes special minds, 
to be able to do that. So that's why I think of people like you two and like Quazon and Jordan, because those are like two of the smartest people that I've ever met. And it it takes it takes a special type of person to be able to like deal with people like me or like us as a group to where we have such complex thought and, and, and such genuine thought and we do our best to articulate it in an educated manner and also in a manner that is is not so complex that you're completely unable to to understand so like i said i'm 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 really glad to to have you two but um anthony we'll start with you man what's what you've been up to what's going on man life's been good uh, i would say i'm just you know, that mic close for yeah. oh yeah i would say just in terms of like athletics wise preseason gearing up for a big year this year you know me and my teammates been working real hard just trying to keep everybody on track and you know i've been linking up with paris and my boy quazon we've been trying to hold each other accountable finding better ways to be more productive at practice you know just trying to get into that you know really like that grind mode to say to say the least you know school school is schooling you know how that is being a life of a college student <laughs> just trying my hardest to keep myself where I'm at you know I'm working trying to get some little extra money in my pocket you know I'm just juggling a whole bunch of stuff you know doing sack I got inducted to SGA the other day again oh, trying to get back in the student government and creating some value that's what I'm talking about man yes life is good I can't complain
I mean, well, I would definitely say like being out of college. Um, it was different. It. I feel like I. I'm trying to go about it the best way because instead of just going from college athlete to now I'm just doing something totally different that was not in college. Like I'm still training professionally, but I'm still not in the college. I'm still not in college though. So it was definitely a step back from that because I even noticed this year um, after being out of it that I was like, damn, I miss having teammates. Like, and I miss having a training group and stuff like that. And every professional athlete is different. Some people go straight into having training groups. Um, some people still train with their school, whatever the case may be. But like for me, um, I think I mentioned some of it the last time we were on, but like all the last year, I had a coach two days a week up until indoor. And then after that, I was maybe once a month I see my coach, once twice a month, just lucky whenever he was available. And nothing on him because he was doing me a favor as far as coaching me because coaching is not his job. Right. It was just kind of like when I have time, oh, yeah, like, oh, that'll definitely help. Because when you go pro, you got to pay your coaches, right? Exactly. Yeah. But um, like I said, nothing on him because everybody got live, so I wasn't tripping on it. But it was different because I was literally at the track just with workouts 80% of the year, like, I got to time myself. I got to push myself. I got to hurdle by myself. I got I had to learn all the spacing for all the hurdles. I had to learn all that stuff, like set up my warm-up, set up my drills, set up anything that I had to do. And um, that was a little different, like I said, from being in college. And then, like I said, I, it's definitely a it's definitely a process, but I feel like I'm trying to go about it the best way by trying to figure out what I want to do now outside of track. So when track does end for me, I'm not lost because I know that, um, like I said, even from high school, when you're cold in high school or just you're used to high school sports and then you go to college and then don't do sports anymore. There's been a lot of people who mm. you've seen who is like that guy in high school and then they get out of high school and then it's just like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, whether they might be just getting into stuff that's just not good for them or they get into the wrong environment and so on and so on, so on and so forth. And then um, same thing, I feel like, once you get out of college and, like, really become an adult, you just want to figure out what you want to at least have a path. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect to yeah. as soon as you get out of college, you go into this job, so on and so forth. But at least figure out what you want to do. And while in college, I'm lucky that I did it, that I knew I wanted to. Um, well, going to my last year, like I mentioned one up on our last time and then um, still doing that. I, I knew I wanted to do some type of coaching. I'm still yeah, coaching while I'm training professionals. So I'm still coaching and training athletes and trying to gain more knowledge in that, get some more stuff on my resume. Um, I'm still growing my brand, and I literally just got all the clothing for it. Let's go. Today. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, actually about to launch the fitness brand, and like I said, still training, still growing. Um, I got all my jerseys and stuff that I compete in, and I'm doing a lot of I'm doing a lot of stuff at once and trying to like plant seeds and grow a little, so with me um like i said once track is done even if it's not olympic however long that i can yeah. do to do it 
that when it's done, I won't just be like, okay, so now what do I do? I'm, I know when track is done, I'm going to still want to coach. I'm going to still want to train people. Right. I'm going to still want to do a bunch of stuff with my brand, whatever may come with that. And then, like I said, whatever comes, comes. But, um, yeah, I, 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 the way I think of college, I honestly, unless you want to be something that requires that paper. Yeah. <laughs> Me and they're talking about the paper. Man. As I'm saying, like a, a doctor, a, a, um, um, I'm blanking right now, but y'all get what I mean. Like yeah. you literally need a certain qualification to do it. Right. I think college is honestly just useful for experiences. Mm. Other like if you don't, if you want to be something as far as like a creative or figure out stuff, like you don't have to go to college. You, especially, you can say it, you especially <laughs> now because so much stuff you can learn like on YouTube and yeah. online and from other people and there's books and there's websites and like I said, YouTube is a fantastic teacher um, to where, like I said, if you don't need that specific paper that needs to be signature sign that you complete this, that, and the third, I'm not saying don't go to college, but I'm saying if you go, use it for experiences. Yeah. Because that's one, I don't even use my degree. <laughs> see, see, Anthony, this is what I'm saying. I don't, I, I, I got it. I started in exercise science. And I guess you could say I use that a little bit now with just knowing the body and being in sports. But then I graduated with a psychology degree. I don't do anything with psychology. If it would make sense if I went in my first year and I and I got I don't would it be a coaching degree? Because I know there's coaching classes yeah. that you can take. Yeah, I didn't take one class that required coaching. But here I am now, and that's like my main thing. Do or I didn't take one uh, marketing or entrepreneurship class or anything like that. Here I am now with my own business stuff like that. So yeah. I at, wow. at least for me, I used it more for experience experiences, learning more just about life and growing as a person and meeting new people. And I feel like that that was the biggest thing that I felt college did for me that I can look back on and say like, hey, I'm glad I went to college because I met some people who I'm gonna have lifelong relationships with. I've learned some things and been in certain environments that I wouldn't have been in if I didn't go to college that have made me grown as a person and that I've learned from. And I mean, shoot, just the fun of it. Yeah. Being in college, it's like, I feel like it's the best of both worlds. You're away from your, if you're on campus, you're away from your parents and don't have the responsibility of them quote unquote being down your neck. But then you also still have the support of your parents. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you're an athletic, support of money as well. So you literally have the best of both worlds right now. Um, so yeah, that that's 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 really my take, I guess, on like college and after college and what to do and stuff like that. I would just I just would prioritize experiences unless you need that paper. If you need that paper, then you need to go to class and get A's. <laughs> but well, other than that, so me, yeah, me and Anthony were talking about this again, like before we got here, and we were talking about like the worst fear. I feel like a lot of people have, and I've I've run into so many people that say what you said, except they came out on the better end of it, which is yeah, like I went to the school, I got my degree, but I don't know what I'm doing, so that's why like I'm here at Home Depot, and I'm like okay, uh -huh. like. But why? You know, and I and I and I get like, okay, some people just genuinely have no idea what they want to do with their lives. But I feel like this is why I, I preach so like so heavily. It's like, bro, you 
you've got to figure out what you want to do and you and you you got to figure out what you're good at mm-hmm. you know? i would say yeah it's, it's really figuring out it's i would say your passion yeah and what you're good at oh, because yeah. those two can sometimes be two totally different things um but i like i said it one of my biggest drivers in trying to figure out at least what path i wanted to be headed was the fear of what you just said i get out of college and i'm just like uh, I, I gotta work at Publix. Gotta work at gotta work at Whole Foods. They pay eighteen hour. <laughs> like because I've because oh. I've seen it happen to I've seen it happen to other people. Like and they're not happy. Of course, if you yes. get out of college and you and you work at Publix and you want to move up in the ranks at Publix and you're fine with that, cool. I'm not sweating on you. Everybody has their thing they do. Somebody need to work at Publix. Um, but as far as like being forced to do something to live i hate that and i want like really wanted to refuse myself from having to do that because then i just feel like you're wasting you're wasting your time i'd rather i'd rather not have as much money in my pocket but be happy because i'm doing a passion of mine than i i guess be going on with life and living and living okay but it's just like I don't like what I'm doing. Or like I'm just going through the motions with this cuz like even now like even if it's not everybody has to start their own business even though that's the wave. Um and that's what everybody's pressing. If 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 you're an artist and you like to draw and that's your passion, I feel like you should just really get into that and draw and draw and draw and draw Dry and draw and draw, yep. bro, and and just keep doing it and I, I just feel like if you do stuff, if you do something that you have like a strong passion for, you're going to reap the benefits eventually. I just feel like a lot of people sometimes don't reap the benefits because they put a time limit on everything and give up too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because um, I feel anybody who's truly just said like, okay, I'm going to dive into what I want to do. You've heard all the stories of where they're like, I was broke and I didn't do this and I had to figure this out. To do this, I was living out my car to do this. I'm not, not, it's not me, but I'm saying as far as like, you've heard the stories, but the story always ends in, I kept doing what I was passionate about and it eventually paid off and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people don't have the opportunity, I get that, but I'm saying if you do, and same thing I'll, I'll explain just about college, I feel like college is the time to for experiences and like i said just figure out what you like to do and it could be anything if that's and you can earn money from anything nowadays so like it doesn't even need to be like oh that's not the way you can make money man i'm saying it doesn't even be that's not the wave or like i don't know if people gonna really mess with this like bro if you like to do it and it's something you want to do just do it like there's if that's take pictures whether that's modeling whether that's constructing something where that you want to make up something new that people haven't done like in like uh one of y'all just said that you can make money off which i'm literally trying to get into off instagram from just posting pictures like yeah if you get to a certain wave like i'm i literally just found out about this uh it's called like play by reels or reels reels play by something okay and it's like I, the requirements was like basically you post pretty regularly on Instagram. 
um, and you get at least above a thousand plays on your reels. If you do that for a certain amount of time, Instagram will randomly send you a message saying that you can get paid for posting reels. Doesn't matter the content, just paid for posting reels. And it's like, if you get above every reel, you get above a thousand plays on, that's when you can start getting money for each more play above a thousand. But like, I looked into it and it's like, you start off by, you get, let's say if it's like a penny every two plays after a thousand. But then at the end of the month, if you read a certain amount of plays, you get $1,200 okay. as a bonus. You get like a bonus, yeah. Right. But then if you keep gaining followers and have a bigger follower account, that 1200 turns to 9000 a month. Just from posting some dumb reels. Yeah. It could be you dancing. It could be you promoting something, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But literally, I was literally just trying to get involved with that. It's one of the reasons why I've been trying to be more active on social media. Just partly to help my brand and help me well, because yeah. um i'm haven't been really a social media person good as far <laughs> as far as trying to post as far as anything like i usually i would say like all the whole time in college like if i posted something it was because i made like a big accomplishment and it was like i post like once every three months or anything like that just random um even on my story like but I recently started doing it because I was like, oh, this can probably help me in the long run. Um, even though sometimes I'm just like, it's almost a dread. Well, it makes sense if you're going a business. That's what I'm saying. So I was just kind of like, okay, this probably helped me in the long run, especially yeah. for my business. Everybody's on social media. Like, I'd be stupid not to. Well, me, me and Anthony were talking about how when it comes to, when, you, when it comes to like creating value or like, um, you, you got to learn how to play the game, right? You got to understand how to take advantage of certain situations and, and circumstances. So you saying like, okay, if I'm going to use this, if I'm going to use social media, I'm not going to waste time on it and do the normie shit. No, I'm right, going right, to right, take right. advantage of it and I'm going to market my brand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to network. I'm going to try and get like-minded people to see my content. I'm going to try and make these relationships in local businesses so I can get my brand out there. Mm -hmm. And that way I can make partnerships with people that are going to help me with my recovery and in turn they might promote my business in their store or on their social so right. it all like you're 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 creating value and you're adding value to to someone else or something else which is the whole point that i've been saying and when it comes to if we're going to talk about a formula and it, it's as simple as this we're going to talk about it and boil it down to a formula it's figure out what you're good at figure out what your passion is and then create value using your passion and then figure out how you can Figure out how someone else can utilize that value and how you can add value to someone else. Because uh -huh. then you become a, a useful commodity. Uh -huh. And so, and you give an example of, okay, you have the artist, right? Okay, artist, paint your house off for X amount of time. Make sure you have good quality stuff. Next, market your good quality stuff. And eventually, someone who cares about you or someone who Fs with your stuff is going to say, hey, that's some nice stuff you got there. What do you do? How long did it take you to do this? What's the process? Da, 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 da. I'm going to show interest. Okay. I got this idea. I got this idea. Can you do this for me? Sure. Create another good quality content. Prove you can add value to them. Okay. Now, not only, not only can you prove, not only have you proven to me that you can give me a good quality product, but you've proven to me that you're reliable. I asked you to do this. I asked you to give it to me by this and you did it. I can trust you. I can trust you and your product. Let's talk business. Right. 
You can do that with anything. You can do it with literally anything. So my point is, I think we live in an age now where there's no excuses. There's no excuse. And, and, and to me, it's like I said earlier, you, bro, if you got a phone, you can make money. And not even if your quote unquote passionate business is ran through your phone, like if it's making content or whatever. But if you're an artist, the best way to market your art it's through your phone, through your social media, like X, Y, and Z. So I, I I think if we're talking in terms of, you know, trying to avoid that dreaded nightmare of not knowing what I'm going to do with my life and just having nothing to do, like after college or even in general, it's like, man, like you, the best thing that you can do for yourself is just get on it and just understand how the game works. Uh-huh. And that way you can put yourself in a position to succeed. But I wanted to ask you, Anthony, like, did you like what was the point or like, have you reached that point in your life or your journey where you figured out what you're passionate about and then like how you're going to navigate that in order to um, put yourself in a good situation after college? Well, I would say I'm a I'm a good 50 percent like in terms of that. I would say I know my passion and my passion revolves around people. I, I've always had a strong inclination to kind of connect. I've always felt that as a kid. And I always see it now. I have this thing where when I meet people, I always love, like, I'm, I'm very curious. You know, people spark my curiosity because I know I'm, I'm a little quirky and I always find quirky people fascinating. So I always tend to just gravitate towards people who just feed into that curiosity that makes sense and i know going coming to college kind of made me realize that even more when i started to join clubs do track when i started to really kind of embrace myself i've learned that when i go into the real world one big goal that i want to have like just long term if like if I do have some sort of plan is to create a nonprofit, you know, that's that's definitely something I've been reiterating for years on end so far. But, yeah, I say my passion is there in terms of the plan. I have a lot of ideas. It's not to say that I'm lost or I don't know where I want to go. It's more of like I have all these things I can do and I'm just picking apart to see which one is most fitting. If that makes sense. Because I always feel like, like you said, there's so many options and so many ways to make money. Like, what would you see yourself doing if you have all these options? And I think I'm at that point right now because I'm coming to an end of the road when in terms of college, you know, I have to start thinking about the future and seeing where my future lies. Because I know I love track. And I'm very fortunate to be around people who are just as passionate as me, like my boy Courtney, Paris, you know, Quazon. But I know I have this idea in my mind where it's going to come to an end for me. I know after college, I'm ready for the real world. But I do say that for my experience being a student athlete, I've kind of always planned for that end, if that makes sense. Like I, I have a choice. Yeah, really, exactly. You know, I, I think it's kind of like what we were saying earlier when we was talking earlier. I think there's this common conception 
with a lot of student athletes that don't really think about what life is going to be like without sports. And it's not realistic for a lot of people to go pro, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're talented like my boy Paris or my boy Courtney, who's on the come up, who has the ability to make like national teams and do their thing. And I would say I'm pretty good. I think if I wanted to pursue a professional career, I could do it. Yeah. But do I necessarily want to? No, nah, I think sports is a chapter in my life. Yeah. That's how I like to see it. Yeah. I think it's something that I've loved and it's opened doors for me. And me being a first generation college student, it kind of gave me the opportunity to just make a trail, you know, be a trailblazer for myself and my family. <clears throat> so it was an experience that I would never forget. But I know when I go out, I want to use these experiences to cultivate something better. Mm. I think that's something that can open a new perspective. It's like, okay, I'm a student athlete. What can that provide for me into the real world? It's like I was telling you earlier. I think this is great to reiterate to anybody who listens, but you know, being a student athlete is a job. Full-time. Full-time job. But now when you break it down on a deeper level, it's like your coach is your boss. The expectations that are set for you revolve around the scholarship that you get. It's the same thing with your job. The higher you perform, the more money you get, right? The better you perform on a track team or any sports in general, the more scholarships you're granted. The more valuable you are to whatever company you work for, they take care of you. However, uh, however you, and that same thing translates over to athletics. When you're valuable, you get taken care of. Yep. And they always say the type of athlete you are reflects your true character as a person. And it, and it's true. That's why a lot of jobs love student athletes. Because if you're a great athlete and you're successful, your character is going to show through that. And then you could translate that into a work environment. And I think a lot of people don't look at it in that perspective because it's always... Just sports is about using your body. It's just about working out. But there's a whole lot of mental aspects to it. It's a lot of character development. It's a lot of lifelong skills that you can use outside of just athletics, you know? Bro, I don't think it's a coincidence that on our team, every academic All-American is an academic All-American. You know what I mean? Like... Or at least an academic, like all ASON or whatever. But like, for the most part, like the people that are also the people on our team that are really successful are also really smart, right? Or at least like they also apply themselves off the track, right? They have those life skills, like you think talk about Caleb, right? Like Caleb's development as an athlete has translated into into his life. Right. You know what I mean? Like the kids had a 4.0, like I think his whole time here. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna, he's gonna get a job. He's gonna get a job. Talk about like Jordan. Jordan was really good. He's got a good paying job. Omar is going to be a doctor. You know what I mean? Like these, these, these guys that are really good are really, are going to do so good in the real world because 
it's that correlation where you're talking about how, bro, the shit is a full time job and it really does resemble a full time job. Mm-hmm. The like the better you perform, the better your scholarship's going to be. Right. It's 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 that simple. And I've never I, I told Anthony this earlier. Pairs, I was like, bro, like when when he presented this, I did him. He's like, bro, I've never like. I don't really thought of it that way as far as like the like the scholarship resemblance to like a payroll. You know what I mean? But when you think about it, it's like, bro, like, yeah, man, like this is really resembling a, a real world job. And 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 I don't think it's it's not set up that way for for that purpose. But I think if you if you think of it that way, it can have real, real positive. Real positive benefits for you in the long run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think it's it's very interchangeable in that yes. sense. Yes, and I mean, it's funny how I began to think about it that way because I just started to think about okay, I have to go into the real world one day. You know, I'm gonna have to start working, regardless of how long athletics will take me, or how far it will. It's gonna end. It's kind of like Paris was saying. You have to kind of prepare for when that day ends. And I'm like, okay, so what's the best mindset to have when going about this? How do I put myself in a position where I can use this mindset that I have to elevate me and track to to the real world? And I started to say, well, this is kind of like a business. If you think about it, sports generate money. It, it, it a lot of sport like in my opinion i think the reason why a lot of universities exist or and are even successful is because of athletics oh, bro. man any good institute and i think about how fortunate we are to have the president that we have now shout out president swag but she came from baylor and since she's been here she's taken on such a sports centric ideology when it comes to the way that she runs our institution or like the way the the relationship that she's had with athletics because she understands mm-hmm. like she, she she gets it especially coming from that background and like anyone who really knows like how this shit runs understands like if sports is the lifeblood of your university or like if athletics can be the lifeblood of your you're gonna you're going to pump out money oh for you're sure. gonna generate money like nobody's business that's just that's just the way it is you know that's just the way it is, bro, because it's not that I think is is 100 percent set up on purpose. Um, yeah, I mean, pe- people that can see this stuff and that can think of it this way, man, are, are really going to be the ones that are going to be successful because you you have to understand how the machine works. Man, don't just be a cog in it or if you're going to be a cog in it, at least understand what you're in, you know, because and this is why I tell you, everybody get deep disclaimer. Uh, my ideology does not reflect that of Anthony Harrison and Paris Williams. But when we talk about the matrix, right? I, and me and Quazon talked about this. It's like the best way to look at the matrix is one, understand that it exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. Two, you can't fully escape it. Mm-hmm. Three, the best way to be successful is have one foot in and one foot out. When you have one foot in and one foot out, you can navigate all the bullshit and you can see beyond and you can understand this is why it works this is how i'm going to manipulate it in my favor and so to boil it back down to what we're talking about right like it's the same thing as you know the machine and like the way that money works in like college or whatever like we are we're the cog in the machine right 
And if we're extremely successful, then our school, our program is successful, right? And like directly, right? Inherently and, and, and directly, right? And I look at the way, well, I, I, that's a bold claim that I can't make publicly. But all I'll say is our program, Kennesaw State Track and Field, has elevated to a level where we, especially with the conference move, we have very good potential to bring our school a lot of attention and, and, and elevate it to a position that it hasn't been before because of the talent that we've generated and the talent that we're producing by, you know, by guys like him, by guys like Courtney, Callie, who knows what Xavier's going to turn into, like people like them and, and, and people like Sarah that have kind of, and, and, and Jordan Gray and Paris that have kind of set the premise or the foundation for for the standard bro like what we're producing is 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 going to end up is going to end up elevating us to that position of the power fives because that's how it works you know mm -hmm. when you can have people on that stage then you create a program that's on that stage and when you have a program on that stage that's how your school gets money yeah right so I agree. I mean, I mean, we're definitely a sleeper school, a hundred, hundred percent. I just think that the caliber that we're on is is completely different from a lot of places. And I mean, you know, I can't stress this enough. It, it's like you can't ever look at a mid-major school and think that they're not gonna be something. You know, that's a big thing with a lot of athletes nowadays is power five or bust. I got to be in those super big schools. Mind you, you can find schools like Kennesaw that's in the cut. And I can speak at least for the track program since I'm a, you know, I'm a part of it. We can produce those power five athletes if you're able to stick with us yeah. and do the thing. But... I personally think that, you know, it's, it's not a lot of places have shit on us. We have so many special people, and it's, and it's just crazy how I came here by chance. You know, Kennesaw wasn't even my first pick. It was, I really wanted to go to school in New York. I wanted to go to the university at Buffalo. And it's, like, weird how fate plays out. And I came down here, and I was able to work with... I got a buddy that goes to... On the track team at Buffalo that I met last year. Oh, for real? Mm -hmm. Who is he? I think I might know him. What's his name? I think Dante. I don't know. I'll show him to you. But Dante, I, Dante. I, I, got a, I got a buddy that I met in uh, in Texas last year that goes there. Oh, yeah. I, I, I probably might know him. The name definitely rings a bell. Um, But, uh, yeah, UB is also a really dope school, by the way. I, I visited there a couple times with some of my friends and... I will say, I can see why a lot of people wanted to go there. And, yeah, it's dope. Oh, super cool. Um, but yeah, like just, <clears throat> I always like to say we're the underdogs. And I kind of just don't like how we don't get that attention that we deserve. I even feel like from the school. Up until now. Okay. Yo, yeah, yeah. Up until now. I definitely think we're going somewhere big. But, like, it's crazy now that we have that new president. I definitely look forward to seeing how athletics is going to cultivate. Because people on campus barely are tapped in 
as much as they should be. Like, I feel like even though we have a cool sports culture, we could be like Alabama with the with like people should be messing with us like how Alabama messes with their athletes because we have so many talented individuals. They need that recognition, you know. Yeah. That's one thing that I've been when we've been talking about on on a sack level, but um, yeah, I think that. Again, like I said, with well, I'll say this first. I think where what's what the cool thing about track and field is, is especially us being a D one program, is that we're we're fortunate enough to like it, we're not really within the parameters of our conference, right? You know what I mean? Because we, it's we can compete with anyone anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So we're de- we're not really limited to the parameters of our conference, but more so, I guess, our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even then, we've still been able. Bless you. Even then, we've still been able to pop up at really competitive meets yeah like this year this this year every weekend is war um with the schedule we have but um i i think that yeah i just think with the conference move man the the conference move is really going to be like that that shoving that's going to that's going to put us in the position that it's like all right y'all been talking for years that you're slept on Here's an opportunity. What are you gonna do with it? You know what I mean. And and I I think that if we play our cards right, and we continue on on the the, the forward thinking right. uh, trend that we've had as an institution, I think the sky's the limit. I think within ten years, it's another conference move. You know, maybe six. So oh, hundred percent. I've been yeah, and I talked with this. I talked about this with the AD, and I was like, Look, this is this is great. You know, this is. This is the step. This is the move that we've been talking about making. We got it. It's like, man, let's not stop here. Let's mm-hmm. go to the Conference USA. Let's dominate the Conference USA. And then let's make them be like, oh, no, Kennesaw State's ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kennesaw State's ready. ACC, let's do it. You know, like is it like whatever it may be at the time. But it's all, a, it's all about that mindset, man. And, and, and it's a life thing. You know, what are you going to do with the opportunity that's been given to you? How are you going to how are you going to show the people that have their hand out? Right. I'm going to give you something. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to give back to me? You know what I mean? Because what Conference USA is doing is like, all right, boys, welcome to the club. Better produce or what, what, what are you here for? Kind right, of thing. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I hope, you know, I, I, I I'm sad not really that I won't be here to kind of see where it, where it goes, but I'm, I'm more so happy for the, the, the future generation, you know, like I said, the, oh, yeah. the, the Courtney's and the XP's that are going to be able to reap the benefits of what's to come. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta say about that. I mean, I agree, man. I just think I would say I'm happy for them, but I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. Cause man, it would have been dope to be at that conference USA meet. Cause I have a lot of good friends in a conference USA. A lot of my dogs are over there, so it would have been dope to compete with them at conference. Cause for me, I, I, I just love like I don't know what it is, and I just love competition. It's something about that shit that really just makes my blood boil. But. When you're in an environment where, like, you're pushed to be greater than what you've ever been, this shit is crazy. And it's, like, even last year when we was having that intense schedule, that's, I feel like that's what helped me elevate so much 
because I was with all these guys that were so good that I had no choice but to mm. be as good as yes. them. Yep. You know, that's how I made somewhat of a name for myself last year because I was like, I'm in the room with these guys and I don't know if it's, someone's told me this. They say I've had this thing called like the silent confidence where like, you know, when I walk into this room or when I walk onto that circle or when I'm ready to compete, I demand respect, you know? I think that's, like, and I'm sure Paris can relate to this. You can relate yeah. to this. Me Courtney. and Paris talked about this last time he was mm-hmm. on, too. Yeah. Like, you like you, you, you want people to feel you. It's not just look at him like, okay, this is someone that I have to compete with. Like, you want to be looked at as someone that can be formidable. And I think that being in these kind of meets just pushes me to that point. And I love it. And it's funny because I'm so intense, but as soon as I'm done, I'm I'm grateful for these dudes. Like even at conference last year, man, there was one dude. Shout out to my boy Nedrick, Kevin Nedrick, Liberty. I don't know if you'll ever watch this, but if it does get out there, shout out to you, bro. We was at each other's head all season. He came into me indoor conference and he was like, "Yo, like I'm coming for you this year. Remember that." I forgot what led to it, but. He told me straight then and there, I'm coming for you. So I was like, okay, let's do it. I was busting my ass the whole season. Me and him were neck and neck, and conference time came. And that was probably, I think we had the best discus um, competition in conference history. Yeah, you you posted that when when it was awesome, and you said that... um you were grateful to be a part of like the best discus comp in like the history of the A Sun. Yeah, it was it was intense. A lot of like one through three, we would have we would have placed at all most power five conferences. I pro- I think my throw would have probably won Big Tens, Big Twelves, and stuff like like we was compet- we was more competitive than power five conferences. Yeah, and it's crazy. We was breaking meat records back to back. That's so dope. Every throw, it was it was ridiculous. But I'm not gonna lie, I I got big headed. You know, yeah. I got that one big throw, and I was like, I'm setting the tone, and just believe he he fucking finished that. And I was like, man. But when I tell you, there was a sense of gratitude and humbleness you're, that you're, came. You're through. grateful for those moments, yeah, Psh, yeah, dog. Yeah. After that comp, bro, I I shook his damn hand and I was like, man, you're a great competitor. Like I, it was to the point where like I gave that man his medal because I was like, fuck, I never had someone push me like that. That's respect. And you can't you can't be mad at it. It's like it's like the way I see it is you know we're we're lovers of UFC. When you see these dudes, they're fucking bickering. Mm, yeah. For months on end, I'm gonna beat the yeah, shit out this yeah, guy, yeah. you know. And then they get to the fight, they have it out, and then at the end, it's like, fuck, bro. Like, those guys are grateful for each other because they got pushed to a brink that they've never been to. Yep. I think that's a beautiful thing. I'm glad that's a really good comparison that you made because I always look at those moments and I'm like, I'm so confused. I'm like, bro, these guys were like talking about each other's families for like three months and they fight and now they're hugging. Like, what sense is that? And then I think about it and like, number one, all that was probably for hype. But number two, it's like, bro, how how can you not, especially in a sport like that, 
how can you not just have gratitude and respect for you, for for an opponent that brings the absolute utter best out of you, bro? Oh yeah. Because all that does is make both of you better. Way way better. And and I think of like what you say about you and your boy. I, I think about myself, and you know the 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 sprint battles that we've had with Liberty in the in, in the past couple of years too. And it's like, bro, like as much much smack as we would love to talk back and forth for months. It's like at the end of the day. Uh, number one, I'm I'm cool with all those guys. They're great guys, and mm. like it's also like, bro, like it's just mad fucking respect for people like that, bro. Because they're dogs, we're dogs. Like, what's the point of being salty towards some guys? Because I got beat. It's like number one, you brought the best out of me, clearly. Yep. And number two, it's like it's like what Michael Michael um with Magic Johnson said about Michael Jordan. He was like, I was okay losing to Michael Jordan because he was the best. Right. He was the best and he took it to a level he took us to a level that we had to go to to mm -hmm. see what we were capable of, to see what we were made of. And I think about myself last year being hurt not having a full indoor, having to recover half of outdoor and then kind of just having to dig deep and be like, okay, like what are you made of? Literally at the end of the season. Right. So it, for me it was I look at those moments and I'm I think, you know what, like I'm I'm grateful for those moments because it it teaches me how how deep I can go and 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 how much trust I can have in myself to say you you have it in you. You are made of so much grit. You it gives you confidence and it gives you belief in yourself. A hundred percent. And you gotta yeah. have that in our sport because it's just so intense and it's it's really you versus you at the end of the day yep. when it comes to track and field for sure. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm I'm thankful for for races like the last conference two hundred. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I, I think of like you said, just those moments and those are real life lessons. Again, I, I everything comes back to just how does it affect you in real life, bro? Like when you're when you're whether it be like a really shitty moment or a really trying time, it's like, bro, if you understand how to utilize that moment and, and manipulate it into something that's going to benefit you in the long run, bro, that's what's going to mold you into something so different. That's what's going to mold you into something that you're going to be able to withstand a lot of things in life that most people aren't going to be able to do. Pressure makes they, diamonds, man. Pressure makes diamonds, bro. Like you, you gotta, you gotta go through some stuff in this life, and I, and I, and I think that, I think we live in a time now where it's just like, I think people try, people try to avoid those scenarios so much, or they try and make excuses for those scenarios so much, and it's like, bro, you gotta stop doing that. You gotta let people live in this stuff a little bit. And and. You gotta you gotta let people live in this Ooh, stuff. And you, I and got you gotta some. stop. You gotta stop giving them these quick fixes, bro. You can't because the shit doesn't work. You don't learn anything from that. And you can you can talk about that on many fact. You can talk about it with um, mental health or like whatever it may be. But like we have we've got to stop giving people these quick outs and these quick excuses, and and let them sit in their shit for a little bit and make them figure it out. I tell you, man when there's a lot of things uh, whew, you I, I if you're stuck if paris wants to say something you can if you're stuck but but like do you like do you like feel what i'm saying though like Bruh, i can go on a tangent yeah. for days on end because i feel like 
people don't realize there's something that my boss tells me and you know i love my new job i love where i work because i feel like he's just such a real just down to earth and good guy to talk to he says trauma is a great teacher trauma is a great teacher and i feel like nowadays we live in a world where things are so black and white in terms of it's either this or that that people don't realize that the things that we go through are only opening doors to places that we've never seen ourselves going through i always say like this and it, it can be pretty controversial, and I know a lot of people may not agree, but when I think of... Say it on this podcast. When I, when I think of trauma, when I think of pain, when I think of the things that we go through, I always think about physical harm, right? Mm-hmm. The deeper the cut, the harder the scar is going to show. So when you go through experiences that are going to hurt you and push you to points where it's going to affect you for a long time. It's like you getting a really deep scar and it's going to show. So, you know, you have this idea of healing where it's like you got to work through all the problems you've ever had in your life and then basically become a new person and be reborn almost and Mm, not have those problems. (laughs) Affect you, right, right. Like, yeah, you know, man, you got to go through some stuff that's going to kind of make you a new person. Right. But, you know, I also feel as if when you go through these things in life, they never go away. Mm-hmm. Not in a negative sense, but it's like it's embedded in your body. You know, your body doesn't understand the difference between psychological and physical harm. It reacts to both instances in the same way. So when you experience these things that happen, you essentially physically conform to it. But the way I see healing, right, or the way I see overcoming those problems or those obstacles is, like you said, figuring out and learning how to use those weaknesses as strengths in the world. You got to love whatever you have and let that flourish Right. Yeah, man. You gotta be okay with whatever happened and accept those things, cause it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, and I'm not gonna say that like I don't have personal experience. So this is the only reason why I could speak through this. But I feel like it's just so crucial because nowadays people fear that. Because they see it as bad, but is it really bad? They don't. Not only do they fear it, but I think that we've, I think we've instilled it in this in our culture to kind of just like I said, either avoid it or like make excuses for it. You know what I mean? And I and I think that I, I think we don't we don't tell enough people that they need to sit in their shit for long enough. That's just what I think. I think we don't we don't we don't tell we we instead we tell people either the shit's not your fault you didn't create it you like you were gonna help you of like find help or get this person or like do this do this and that and it's like bro like sit in it a little bit feel what the hell is going on like like really feel what's happening to you uh uh-huh. and figure out how you're going to navigate it yeah think apply yourself 
understand the situation, understand the circumstance, and, and, and come up with a fucking plan of how you're going to get yourself out. Because the way that the real world works, you're not always going to have a hand fucking waiting for you to, mm-hmm. I got you, bro. Like, I, I got you. You know, obviously you'll have friends that you can turn to that are obviously like, we're, we're not going to like leave you for death. But I'm saying like, as far as like real life, like, yeah, it's like, it's, we're not walking on crutches all the time, bro. Nah, it's, we're not, we're not walking on crutches, man. You're on your own two feet. And when they collapse, bro, you got to figure out how to get up. You I got to figure out how to get up. I think, well, I would say in a lot of cases, there are some people who are unfortunately victims of their circumstances oh yeah mm-hmm. not to say that some people a lot of people didn't ask to be in certain positions but i do think yeah sometimes although you can't control how it played out for you you can control how you move forward from yes. it but i think the problem is that some folks don't have those resources. That's why I have that passion to give that, mm. to create a nonprofit, because it's all about reaching out. Because I don't think that a lot of people are just purposely choosing to create worse issues. It's more of they're lost in their own ignorance and the people around them are also lost in their own ignorance. Mm. It's like, I'd say, it's kind of like how you say you're blessed to be in certain, uh, have certain privileges of connecting with people, you know, networking. I would say the same for myself. Let's just say like, I'm a first generation college student. I come from a background of all my parents. I don't even, I think I'm the first to graduate high school to be real. So when I come to college, it's a blessing and I'm privileged to be around people like you, Paris, Quazon, my teammates, Courtney. I'm meeting all these people that are elevating and trying to do better. Whereas I look back home, a lot of my folks, they doing the same thing that they was doing when I met them. You know, it's the same. It's like it's like almost a conveyor belt. You put something through, they get shaped in, they go through. It's like a cog, kind of, because there's it's like you, it's like um you don't really know no better. I wouldn't say they don't know no better, but it's more of like a if you surrounded by those same folks, how can you navigate differently? And not to say that it's them not prioritizing different alternatives, but it's almost like if you consume. But so much information, how does that form your knowledge? So if you're consuming the information of everything around you and it's not productive, the knowledge that you have is not productive. So it's kind of like almost you have to force change. Mm-hmm. And and it takes a, it's not a lot of people that can do it, but God bless those that can't, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like how I, I talk about um Kind of like how I talk about the brainwashing, right? That's 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 going on. Yeah, Perry, I want to. You've had time to kind of sit in your thoughts for a little bit, so I want to let you talk about. It. But it's kind of like how I talk about like the 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 brainwashing and like the indoctrination stuff. It's like it's not everyone's fault. At the end, like it's not it's not their fault that they're stuck in their ways or whatever. It's what they were programmed to do. So it's kind of like you say sometimes. Number one, you got to wake up. That's just, you, you got to wake up. Number two is 
you you sometimes you got to force change. And I look at the way that I've adapted my life since I've kind of had this like revolution or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I've had to adapt the way that I live and the, the people that I surround myself with in order to remain focused, in order to stay level headed, stay productive, stay motivated, and ignore distractions. And it's funny, like when when people see me nowadays, they're like, "Bro, like I don't see you anymore." And my, I, I'm I'm funny, like I'll, I'll I don't go outside anymore. It's like, I'm like it's not that I go I don't go outside, but I'm I'll just be like, "Bro, I'm like I'm ignoring distractions, bro." You know, some people that I used to hang out with like every day or like whatever, whatever. It's like I kind of I had to to the side because it's like, bro, like I'm on a whole different purpose now. Like I'm on a whole different level now. And it's like, bro, you like I love you. But if you're not going to be where we are, you know what I mean? Like I can't I can't do it. You know, that's not to say that we're not going to be friends. We're not going to hang out. But if. If I'm going to remain focused, if I'm going to stay true to myself and remain focused, ignore distractions, create value for myself, a value to my life, build whatever I'm trying to build or whatever, I, 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 I can't I can't have the distractions. I can't. Uh-huh. A main thing that I really kind of took away and really soaked in from everything you guys were talking about was I don't think people understand that whatever sport they're in, if you play a sport or like I said, just going through college in our in our um, in our chances, sports, we're all on the track team. So I'll speak from a sport perspective, but that literally your job as an athlete, like I said, especially D1 athlete, like it's more than just the sport that you're playing if you do it right. And you can take so much from the sport that you're playing if you, like I said, put as much as you can into it, which I would hope you do since you already you chose to come to college. You should give 100% while you're in college um, that you can take on and use in life. Like if I'm talking about track, um, like Ant mentioned before, in just in general of I go to practice every single day kill my body have to recover kill my body again have to recover boom boom sometimes we go through injury um and still come out on top of that like if you put that like let's say even if uh track is not your end goal is becoming a professional athlete if you take those same like not not strategies or habits or whatever you want to call it into any real life situation that you want to pour into your passion like as far as just when you go through life sometimes you're going to have a lot of work on your plate sometimes you're going to be tired and you don't feel like doing it but you get up and do it anyways um sometimes like i said i literally just made a video on my one up page today that said um learned failures lead to success that was literally my main premise of the video. And it was just like, if I'm comparing it to track, I've gotten my ass busted so many times by a bunch of people. But it's those losses that make me go to practice like, I'm not getting fucking beat again by the same dude. Even if it's like, 
you're not beating me by that much again or like i go into practice or i go into the next time or next meeting or next time i have to show what i've been training for or doing for like i'm going to be better than the last time i was even if it's half a percent it's just better i'm not going backwards and um like i said there's so many i guess that stuff with 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 track in general that i just put into my normal life as far as whatever i'm passionate about just how i have never given up with track even though i've gotten injured even though i've went through other stuff outside of track with track and i choose to go to the track and still pour my heart out every day whatever i'm passionate about i need to take that same mindset towards it after track or whatever like i said whatever my passion is um as far as i'm gonna keep going at it i'm never gonna give up um and then like almost just like a forceful mindset of like i will reap the benefits like it's not even a choice of like ah what if this fails or oh it's like i'm going to keep doing this until i'm successful right um and that's kind of the same mindset that i've taken on like i said just from sports into like i said anything that i choose to do um outside of sports that i'm passionate about um yeah, and, and even like you just mentioned with um, sometimes when you're around people like you and Aunt were talking about and you see that their kind of path doesn't align with yours. So sometimes you have to just be like, oh, we, we kind of got to go on different paths, I guess. Like I'm trying to get here and you're not trying to get to the same place as me. Um, it may not be like the path, but specifically the mindset. Yeah, well, yeah, mindset. Because not everybody wants yeah, to do the same thing. Mindset. But like... um. Shoot, it was something else y'all said before that I, I had thought about. Um, uh, it was when y'all were talking about moving up to moving up conferences to the it's American Conference, right? Conference USA. Co- Conference USA, close enough. <laughs> um, um, and talking about uh, Kennesaw, something that I've seen, especially since I feel like I've seen this track team and this program go from nothing to like. Oh, yeah. what we are now I, yeah you you and i could, were definitely here as especially you paris but i think i kind of came towards like the tail end of that era where it was yeah yeah where it was kind of like because yeah. i was literally just talking to coach rachel and i was like it's crazy how i've literally seen this program go from like bottom to top yeah. like as far as the jerseys as far as the social media as far as the track as far as the track meets as far as how stuff is ran out it's like this is crazy that I actually saw Kennesaw grow as far as we're hosting track meets, as far as good people are coming to our track meets um, and stuff like that. But anyways, I also with watching it grow, I would say that in me just being honest, I feel like the main, I guess, problem with Kennesaw is that um, we're not Kennesaw, Kennesaw athletes, um, track, because I don't know any other athletes. Okay. Um, We've always, since my freshman year, we've always had the potential to be great and noticed and everything as a team. But by the end of the year, it's always just a couple individuals who stick with that mindset instead of the whole team. And I feel like that's also what has stunted our growth into where we're moving up conferences eight years from now when I felt like that could have been like my junior year. Um, or stuff growing like that as far as like 
you have obviously those certain groups of people like you all mentioned us three sitting here courtney uh quazon um anybody else who's really like into their craft or really wants to be well but then um there's also others who and this is always why i like to say and people don't sometimes get what i'm saying who try their hardest and put in all the work and and try 100 percent when they're supposed to that is not enough mm. and i feel like majority of the track team like i said you have um i'm just speaking track instances right now like you have those couple people who obviously want to be 100 percent in the crab boom, boom boom but then you also have those people who try their hardest when they're supposed to and that's cool and all but you're not going to get to your potential doing that and i feel like every year at least just me looking there's always a group or handful of people where i'm like you're good like you might have accomplished this you might have accomplished that you might have had a technically good season but like you're still not even near your potential or as far as what you can do just because you i almost just say you don't want to um because i like i like i always say it's you don't reach your full potential it's always the work that's done when nobody else is looking it's always Mm -hmm that's what makes the the great athletes everybody like especially at a d1 school everybody goes to practice and tries 100 percent yeah you're not different than anybody you're not different than everybody's doing that like you gotta see if you go to if the whole year you try your hardest to practice and try your hardest at the meets you get a c and whatever you perform in you get a c you barely passed because everybody is doing that. It's literally what you're supposed to do. The difference between the people who, like I said, I'm speaking track terms, who go to conference and don't score points or go to conference and score a point and the people who are winning, who are scoring 10 plus points and qualifying for first rounds and nationals is because most of the time, I'll say they're the small amount who are just extremely talented and it is what it is. And then, but most of the time, it's those same athletes who, like you guys mentioned before, also have other talents outside of track. As far as whether they're studying their film that they have at practice and at the meets, that's that's extra work put in, even though it's just looking at a phone. It's extra work put in. Um, who is learning from their failures. They don't just go to the meet, do terrible, and they're just like, oh, fuck, I did terrible. Well, I'll try again and practice again, like, whatever, whatever. Like, they're really contemplating, like, okay, I'm not doing this ass again. What do I need to do to figure out and and fix it? Whether that's asking questions, whether that's watching more videos, whether that's their, their, their eating habits, their sleeping habits, their boom, boom, boom. And like I said, not everybody has to be like that, but it's always the extra work put in who I feel like makes you who you are. And again, to my whole point, it goes outside of athletics. Whatever job that you want to do, whatever passion that you have, everybody sees like when the bright lights are on, but what really matters is when nobody sees anything. They just see the big picture. And um, that's what I feel like. I mean, I go by that um, as far as like just, just that mindset with a lot like, and I say it's talking about track and me just being honest. We have so many people who are so ta- like when I tell you, 
when I look at the whole team, let's say we have 40 women and, and, and 30 men on the team. 31 of those women should all be at first rounds. And like 25 of those men should all be at first rounds. Just off me looking at like, you are so talented, you can do it. But in reality, in, instead of 30 out of 40 that go to first rounds, it's usually like 11. Yeah. Because those other people just don't really tap in. Mm. And then instead of the 25 out of 30 men, you know, like 18 or something like that. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's just the best way I can describe it. I, I was having this conversation last week with, with two guys in my group, and I was explaining to them basically what you were saying, which is at, at this level, you can't pick and choose when you want to be great. You, you can't. You can't pick and choose when you're going to decide, you know what, I want to be awesome today. Mm-hmm. Or right now, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna get my all because I got the energy for it. Just you know, uh, why not? Kind of, it doesn't work that way. You're gonna end up watching the meet. You're gonna end up watching the game. You're gonna end up watching the match at home with everyone else. That's just the reality. Yeah, and like I said, I'm, I'm taking all of it with track, but like, like the stuff I post on my page, like I started doing. I said I was gonna say like kind of advice or a word once a week on my um other page and i always say i feel like at least once like do not just take this for just track do not just take this for just sports because everything i'm saying can be utilized in the quote-unquote real world yep. and i'm just talking from a sports perspective perspective because that's right that's my background right. but i've literally used all this same technique mindset in the real world and like it works. And, it works. And like it, it helps. <laughs> it's the crazy thing. Like you apply it, it works. It's not a coincidence either. Right. It's not a coincidence, man. Any anything you do, and again, it just goes back to to your passion, man. Whatever you're, whatever you're trying to do with your life, or whatever you're good at, bro. Like don't, don't do not pick and choose when you want to to have high quality. Mm-hmm. Don't pick and choose when you want to put forth your best effort. You're gonna. People are going to pick and choose if they want to believe in you or not. Like, don't give mm-hmm. anyone any questions. You know what I mean? Don't don't give, don't give anyone any reason to have doubt in you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's like the way that I look at it. I don't, I don't want my coaches, I don't want my teammates to have any doubt in Aaron's ability to put forth his best uh-huh. for the people around him. And I don't want any of the people that I work with to have any doubt in Aaron's ability to put forth his best effort. Uh-huh. and seeing the good of the program seeing through whatever initiative we have that's the just that's just the kind of person that i am uh-huh. i don't want people to have any doubt in me and i and and i can go to sleep at night knowing that the people that do probably just don't like me <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean like that's that's the kind of world that the ideal way that i like to look at it is that if if every if I'm doing truly to if I'm staying true to what I actually believe in as far as my ideology and and the way that I want to operate in my life if if I'm doing that the only reason anyone really shouldn't mess with me is just because they just don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 with just how I think about it, whatever you're passionate about, don't half-ass it. Don't. 
And even if at the moment you're doing something that you're not passionate about, whatever you're doing at the moment, don't half-ass it. Um, because it's it's all remembered mm. in, in, in a sense. You don't know who you're around. You don't know what connection you may make at certain times. Um, that's why at, at all times I just feel like if you're – and even my mom said this before. Mm-hmm. With every job that I work, even if I hate it, I always do it to the best of my ability, and that's why everybody loves me. And she was just saying, like, well, I, I just feel like that just it's going to help in other ways because, like I said, you never know who you're around. You could be working at Kroger, and you're the the best produce person ever. Bro, bag the shit out of those groceries. I'm saying, you could, you're just the best worker. You, you always come. Everybody, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Paris is going to work his ass off, whatever, whatever. And then... Like I said, somebody at Kroger could just see your worth ethic, work ethic and say, oh, do you want to do this? Like You get other opportunity just off your work yeah, ethic, like, not even with what you're doing. There'd be a guy that looks like, bro, if you're willing to put in 100% and bagging some groceries, if you care that much about bagging some groceries, I wonder how, I wonder if you get out of value to me in this way. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's crazy to, like, bro, it's... It, it, it's not a coincidence that you 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 get what you give, right? You're gonna get back what you give into whatever you do, whatever whatever you're doing, right? For sure. And if you're willing to put in a hundred percent effort or do all the little things right outside of work, outside of training, mm. right? all all those little things. Imagine the rewards that there are to be reaped. Mm-hmm. If you can do the small things correct, you're going to you're going to do the inherent direct things. Like you're going to train hard because like you said anyone can do it. And everyone knows that's a direct correlation to your performance. Like obviously, right? You're not going to get anywhere if you don't train right. But the people that are going to think, "Yeah, I mean, I can get away if I don't take my supplements every day." Like, "Oh, I'll be all right." Like, "Bruh." Yeah. It's just why. It's just like a, dis- a discipline thing, you know? Like if if you can stay disciplined in the little things, bro, outside of like the the inherent direct things, you'll be just fine. All right. You you you'll be fine. So I look at it that way, you know. And like I said, I, everything that we're talking about, I literally just take it into real life. Well, everything's real life, but just outside of sports, and put it into the real world because it all it it all makes sense. It it all makes sense to to the world whether that's whether that's a job whether that's sports whether that's a relationship whether that's whatever you're doing like you can use all of the the same tactics and mindset and take it towards everything and I like most of the time like it it it'll be good <laughs> this is what I'm saying like you'll you'll come out successful. Um, yeah, in in those certain things. All right, are we back? Okay, here we go. We're good. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you're good. All right, Paris. If you <laughs> if you could summarize everything that you've said so far into the biggest, uh, like the most applicable life skill that you've learned from sports slash college track, being pro, like whatever, what is it? I feel like it's almost going to be like the the root of a tree with how 
I say this. I want to say like what we've been saying. Find your passion. Because I feel like once you do that, all the little things that we're saying connect to that. So as far as if you find your passion, your work ethic is going to be high for whatever your passion is. It should be if you really want to do it. Um, you're going to do the necessary thing despite the bumps and bruises to get to where you can have success at your passion. Um, you're going to, and in, like I said, doing necessary things, you're going to find the right friend groups. You're going to find people who also have similar passions or mindsets. You're going to find, like, I feel like a lot of stuff we talked about is just linked to finding what you like to do. Um, and finding what your passion is, finding what, what, like I really said, like what you like to do. And also with that, um, trying to find, a, a, it, it's really both of them. All, always be yourself. And it sounds so cliche, but always be like who you really are despite anything around you because what's meant for you will come come to you and i mean that by don't don't save faith for certain people don't save faith for certain situations like literally just be yourself and the group that you're supposed to be around will automatically gravitate towards you um and the the things that you are meant for you will automatically gravitate towards you um and yeah if those those might be the main two things like i said find find your passion and like i said i feel like once you find what you want to do in life all the other stuff you're going to start doing all of the other things naturally because you really want to achieve that success in what you want to do and like i said literally just always be yourself that those those are my main two things but you anthony what are the two or what is the but if it is two two but the most applicable life skill that you've learned from uh, from track? Man, I would say the biggest one is definitely networking. Um, I think growing up before track, I was a pretty shy kid. Very, I wouldn't say I was awkward, but I was always to myself. I've always been like a real just mellow and laid back person. And coming into the sport of track and field, it was amazing to see how I was able to connect with people that were passionate about something like me. You know, I always find myself at track meets. And it's always funny if uh, if anybody ever sees me at meets, I'm it's not it's not that I don't love the Kennesaw track and field team. But when I'm at meets, I'm never with the team. I'm everywhere else. I'm talking to my homeboys. I'm meeting people from other teams. I'm just chopping it up with so many different people. And it just feels like an environment where I can just thrive and just talk to everyone. And I just the amount of connections I've made and just amazing friendships that I was able to cultivate from that sport was beautiful. Um, and I just think going into the workplace, I think when I find that passion and I'm able to work in a job where I love, I, I feel like I can cultivate the same results. And another thing I guess can I can say is discipline. You know, there's a lot of habits 
that kind of I've learned from track that I can slowly see myself coming in, uh, using in the uh, real world, like coming in early. You know, our coach is a big stickler about being early to practice. I come to practice like damn near an hour early almost every day, you know, and that's with without a car. You know, like I, I find a way to get to practice before it's time to go. And I see it correlating to work. When I go to work, I'm at work 30 minutes early. You know, it's just me and my boss there every day in the morning. I'm always the first one there. And I'm probably one of the last people to leave. Like, I I think that discipline and being able to have punctuality and learning how to be presentable and show that you're serious about what you do is is a great skill as well. And I mean, I, I think those are probably the two biggest things I feel like I've been able to carry over. W lessons. <laughs> Never take L's any lessons, man. You feel me? Yeah. I think all those are um all of those are very inherent to to your success in the quote unquote real world. Um I just I, I honestly think I honestly think that sports is one of the best teachers and it's one of the best things that can prepare you for just how raw and real life can be. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I feel, I think that's why I'm so, I think that's why I'm so adamant on not taking it for granted for one, but also trying to just be, be hard on myself because I, I understand that everything that I go through here is going to benefit me after mm. and it'll make me a better person just overall. Oh, 100%. It'll make me a better person. It'll make me better adaptable. It'll make me better able to handle change. It'll make me better able to handle adversity. It'll teach me how to deal with change. It'll teach me how to deal with adversity work through things mm. you know it'll it teaches me to control what i can control you know what i mean and not worry about the things that i can't control and so yeah i, I think all of those things are very very near to um to success but um yeah man that's that's dope man i'm so i'm just so i'm very very thankful for you know, I didn't. I didn't want to do track. I'll be honest. With I was a baseball kid, and like this is the last. Like I was always fast, but like this is the last thing I thought. Being like D one track and field. Like no, I want to go play for the Braves. But I swear to God, bro. Every I think almost every fucking track athlete has like dead ass the same origin. Yeah, no, story. we don't want to do this shit. We're just good, <laughs> bro. For real, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Um. I mean, some people uh, know this, and I may have told you this before. I didn't even know I was going to college until two weeks before moving date. <laughs> like, I'm dead ass just because. Well, with that quick story, um, it was literally my grandma was the reason that I was able to go to college, and then I was the reason, obviously, I was able to stay. 
but um literally we were getting my uh transcripts from my high school and it was just me and my mom and my mom's like you had a 3.0 in high school right you got hope scholarship all that i'm like yeah well i'm like come on and we literally go to the school and then um go to the principal during the summer this is like early summer so this is this is like early june ish um and Basically, go to the principal, say, like, can we have a transcript, whatever, whatever. And then uh, we look at my GPA, and my GPA is, like, a 2.94. And then I was like, I did so well my junior and senior year. Like, how do I not have a 3.0? And it was because of my freshman and sophomore year. Not that I didn't do bad, but just because I was getting too many Cs. Um, So, literally, to this day, I can talk about it normal now, but that was probably the most... It might seem crazy. Well, not even crazy, right? I just, it's deep. The most, much of a disappointment I felt like I was. And it may seem like I'm over-exaggerating, but as far as like, I felt like the biggest disappointment and just worthless at that time because it was like up until that point with doing sports and in school, I'm telling my mom I'm doing good and I'm doing good in, in football. I'm playing, I'm doing good in basketball. I'm, I'm doing these things. I'm getting um, looks from basketball um, and stuff like that. And it's always like my mom was just happy. She was happy. She was happy. Like, you're doing good. You're doing good. Keep doing what I ask. Like, you're listening to me. You're becoming a young man. You're, I like the person you're becoming. You're blah, blah, boom. And then boom, hit with that. And it was just like, and almost like the next step was college and then maybe even college and sports. And at that moment it was like, he did all of this stuff and he's not even going to college or like pursuing what I thought he was gonna pursue. Cause I remember my mom was just, my mom was just so disappointed because at that point it was just like, oh, he's not going to college. Oh, he's not doing track or basketball either cause he can't go to college. And seeing her so disappointed, I was literally like, oh man, I'm terrible. Cause it was just like, this is crazy and I remember that summer I was literally at that point after my mom was disappointed she was just like well since you're not going like you maybe you can go spring semester save enough money you get a job work a nine to five 40 hours a week boom boom and that was my mindset and then literally I'll say two to three weeks before moving day um my grandma was just like I'll pay for whatever his Hope Scholarship would have covered for him to get to college. Out the blue. Gave me like $5,000. Just like, here, you can go to college. I feel like you deserve a chance. Boom, boom. I figured out I was moving in literally to this room that we're sitting in. And with all my other roommates, and that's literally how I'm here. And literally how I got to Kennesaw. W Grandma. And right, and 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 running track and all that, cause and even like I may have explained it before, I was a walk on here, so even more the reason why like I was decent in high school. You had zero motivation to be good. Yeah, That's I was crazy. I was decent in high school, and then it was like then I wasn't getting no money, and then I was really a basketball person, but it was like, I mean, I I, I mean I'll do track, like I, I kind of like it whatever whatever the coach said i can be on the team but it's just a walk on so it's like 
I didn't get no offers for basketball to Kennesaw, and uh, so I'm gonna do track. End up a walk on, and then that just goes to a test of what I was talking about with. I feel like some of the um, people now, I'm like, y'all were better than me coming in, so there should be no reason that y'all aren't at least close to the same level I was at when you're ending. Because y'all were, I'm looking at y'all, I'm like, y'all are more, y'all were, y'all, as far as natural talent in your event, y'all are more naturally talented than me coming in, so why are y'all not leaving at least somewhat similar to how I left? And that's literally to everything we're talking about um, as far as work ethic and wanting it. My most naturally talented sport is football to this day. Track and I'll say basketball is some stuff I had to work the absolute hardest at. Um, I'll say basketball in the middle. I mean, basketball, the absolute hardest because I couldn't do anything with basketball until I really tried. And then track, I was, you know, you know, I'm always that kid that's like the fastest in the neighborhood, but like, I ain't nowhere near track speed. My first time going out track in high school, I ran like, because that was junior year. I was like an 11-9 kid, a 12-0, and for all of my track people, they know that's terribly slow. And even my senior year graduating, I went like 11-5, like track speed and thinking you're pretty fast is just not anything. So I, and I, it also, I'm going off on a tangent because I'm just thinking of so much other stuff. I also hate when, uh, it's very small, so it's like a little pet peeve, and I don't think even people even notice when they do it, when Nowadays, I'll do something, or I'll be like, y'all can do this, boom, boom, boom. And then somebody's response is, well, you're Paris. You can do anything. Like, you can, like, you're Paris, bro. Like, you can do it. And I'm like, I don't think y'all understood how hard I had to work to mm. get here. Yep. So, yep. you just saying, like, oh, you're Paris. Like, you're naturally just good at everything. It's like, no, I worked to get yeah. here. Like, I'm not just naturally good at it. It wasn't just handed to me. So it, it's one of those pet peeves of mine that I not take it as an insult, but I'm just like, man, like you could, ugh. And it's, it's like, like I, bro, I, I'm just like, like bro, you see, like, it's kind of like you only see the result. Like, like they only, they only see you as you are now, but they don't, they, they don't know and they don't, they don't feel what it took for you to get there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the, uh, and, and, and part of it, and also, because even with all this, we're talking about our passion. I don't even think my passion is track. I honestly think my passion is helping people. And track is just a pathway, I feel like, to get there and to, and to, and to elevate and to elevate that. Because the, and that's why I feel like some of it was in coaching. Because um, the, 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 the joy I got from while being in college, telling somebody a tip or trying to help them and then they do it. And then the joy that I see from them that like, oh shit, he just helped me. Like, I don't know why. That was one of like the best feelings I ever felt with somebody being happy that I helped them with something and seeing them improve in something from my doings. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into coaching because it was also in something that I liked doing. Um, but in general, I just like helping people and seeing seeing them better themselves, preferably in an athletic manner. Um, 
but I also think that's why I take it so deeper as I guess quote unquote an insult because I'm like bro y'all could be here if y'all just tried or it's like I'm not I'm not really anything like special at all I'm like bro <laughs> if y'all saw where I came from not saying I was just the worst thing ever I've also always had some natural talents not saying I was terrible but I'm saying to get to where I am now like if y'all just saw how hard I always worked as much I, I guess obstacles I had to face as far as for me was injury. I was injured every year and still was like, I'm coming back the next year better while my leg is broke. I'm like, oh yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I'm still finna work as hard. While, it's, while I'm, while, as soon as I come after surgery in crutches, I'm like, when I come back to train, I'm still qualifying. Like, while I'm in these spaces of where you would think people are supposed to be low and they're like, oh, this sucks. I'm like, I can't wait till I get done because I'm about to work harder than ever. And I just, yeah, it, it just made me remember that because I, I I hate when people, It I won't say I hate, it just irks me when people say things like that. And I'm like, y'all, y'all just don't know the, the backstory. And then, like I said, I, I don't like seeing people not get close to reaching their potential not everybody's going to reach their absolute potential that's it's hard i have still feel like i haven't even but at least try and then and then it's the people who don't try but complain <laughs> and that's the thing that irritates me because i'm like bro you don't even try for real for real but then you're complaining about not getting for real for real results we could, we could talk about that for uh Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's not even in track. That's in life. You can't complain about something you're not even giving your all at. And I feel like people do that a lot because they feel like stuff is just handed to them or supposed to be handed to them or they don't work. They don't try their hardest or complete. Uh, they don't try their hardest at the little things. So when the big thing comes, they have no idea what to do. They expect it to be handed to them. Um, and. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, we could talk about that into yeah. a bunch of whole other stuff, but yeah. I think you, uh, I think you gave some good tidbits there, bro. It's just you can you can literally I say this all the time, man. You can quite honestly be whatever you want if you you just get the fuck after it, bro. Like that's literally what it comes down to. Because I'm not gonna lie, think about it this way: if you just commit. And apply yourself. You're already ahead of how many people? Yeah, you're you're already ahead. Of, you're already ahead in the game. Literally, just by applying yourself, committing, understanding the path that you have to take, and then executing your plan, you're ahead of X amount of people already. That's step one. So you know. Okay. Well, and fuck social media. You you are successful to what you deem successful just because you don't have six figures like everybody is talking about. Just because you don't have such and such amount of followers. Just because you don't have this type of car. Just because you don't live in this type of house does not mean that you are not successful. Like, if you're doing what you want to do and having fun at what you're doing and the people that you care about are taken care of, you, like, as far as me... 
if my family, the people that I care about, and I'm doing what I love to do, I am successful, and I don't give a fuck what nobody else thinks, even if I'm making $50,000 a year. I don't care, because I'm successful, and it's my life. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people get so discouraged because they put in all this work and they don't even realize what's going on because they're living by somebody else's life or where they should be. And yeah, I've just seen that happen before where somebody is literally not happy because somebody else told them they shouldn't be happy. And okay yeah it is and like like i said you 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 deem successful is specific to you and you you like nobody else can should be able to tell you other than that bro like man can i tell you (laughs) that's a fucking gently bro I can tell you, because I mean, I fall victim to it sometimes, too. For sure. For sure. Because, you know, when you're an ambitious person, right, and you see other people who display what they're, you can say the facade of their ambitions is producing for them, because social media is a facade, right? So whatever they're showing you online, you're like, fuck, am I not ambitious enough? Fuck, am I not doing this enough? Man, with sport, yo, Courtney will tell you, I'm annoying because I am a fucking statistics dude when it comes to anything with track. I'm on Tifers. I live on Tifers, man. I live anything, social media. I'm looking at every person that I see in the country that I can have competition with, I'm looking at every fucking thing they're doing. <laughs> I'm so opposite of y'all, bro. That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny how, how different people can be, though, you know. But go ahead. And can still be successful, right? But go ahead. But yeah, Courtney's like you. He don't give a fuck about none of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we need practice. And I'm still trying to talk about practice. Course like Ant. <laughs> no, I hear that. Yeah. Yo, go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo right W. Courtney, bro. <laughs> right oh, my gosh. Like, bro, when we practice, we think about throwing. When we're not practicing, you know, you feel me? Like, he funny with it. But, yo, I, I can tell you 100% when you are on social media and, like, you are watching all these dudes Mind you, I could see one dude, a dude could have a shitty day at practice, but have one big ass throw, post it on social media. I'm like, yo, fuck this dude throwing for, I need to make sure I'm doing better than him. I need to make sure I'm living up to all these dudes because I have to compete with them. And that's just for anything in life. You just see all these successful people or quote unquote successful people, right? Posting these things on social media. You're thinking like, damn. I need to fucking get like them. But you don't notice that you may be already successful in your own world. Like Paris was saying, you may be doing the best that you can and have all the things in life that you can possibly not want, but need, right? Yeah. Things that you need, necessities, all that taken care of. And you're good. But when you... You see, I, I feel like it, it's so funny. 
I wonder how how much different the world would be if social media was more transparent. If people were very transparent about their entire life, right? The ups, the downs, left, rights, corners, and valleys, right? How differently we would be able to see ourselves in the world. Because we get so caught up in these facades and just anything that looks like glitz and glamour. It's like we, you know, it, it makes you deluded. Yeah. For real. I think that... Hmm. Go, go to Paris. If you, yeah, yeah. Talk, 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 bro. Uh, and, and I was saying, like, I strive to be like, well, since you mentioned you and, and now I know Courtney, I strive to be like y'all. Because Strikes. I'm still... I've, I've definitely seen improvement, but I'm still struggling with comparison. And... <sighs> It's crazy because, like, like Ant was saying, like, I don't know why it's so difficult for me with sports, just with sports, just with track in general. As far as, like, I'll see somebody doing something. I'll see other great hurdlers or athletes and whatever, and I'm like, oh, they're doing this exercise in the weight room. Do I need to do that to be as good? Like, to, to break another barrier? I'm like, oh, they're this weight. Should I be around that weight to do this? Or... What are they eating or um, what meets are they going to? Uh, this is the this is what they do. So maybe I need to copy them and boom, boom. As far as like because I'm it's almost like a good and a bad thing because it, it's coming from a good place because it's like they're successful and I want to be successful. But at the same time, even like I was just explaining, everybody's success is different. And what they do, everybody's come up is different too. Because even if you look at two great athletes, they can be, like you literally just explained, they can be two totally different people and they're both successful. Yep. And did not do anything the same. Yep. And that's what I, really this summer, what I was telling myself going into this season as far as like, I'm going to do me and what feels good for me and what works for me. And my success will come out of that. There's no point in me copying anybody because I'm Paris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope, nobody else is me. I'm not anybody else. You're like him. I'm, I'm oh. Paris. I'm, I'm gonna do what workouts I feel like work. What my coach says I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try to eat the best I can. But whatever weight I fall at, it's the weight I am. Um, I'm going to work out my hardest in the weight room, whichever my max ends up being by the time the season starts. Shoot, that's my max. Like, it is what it is. There's no point in stressing myself on trying to be like everybody else because I, I feel like the more, even like I said, the, the more you try to be yourself at all times and really just focus on you, the more successful you'll get at whatever you're doing other than trying to, like I said, abide by the, the norms quote-unquote um and like i said social media it's a great and terrible thing um it depends on how you how you play it like i said i'm on it more now just because like i'm trying to raise my likeness and grow my brand and stuff like that so it's kind of like it's it's a part of it yeah but then um it can also be really bad if you don't if you don't, it can be terrible if you don't know it's terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I feel, yeah, oh yeah. I, I feel like it can be bad if you don't know it's bad, and even if you know it's bad, if you if you don't take the precautions or or look at everything from an outside lens, you can you can still be, um, like what do you call it, swallowed by it. Um, oh, yeah. Like you, still you be a bot. Right. Like bot. you. Like like you explained before. Like it's. I want to say impossible to see stuff for what it truly is while you're in it. Yeah. It's impossible. As much as you think you can or think you know, you don't know until you get out of it and look from an outside lens. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. that's everything. I didn't understand full stuff about coaching until I became a coach. And I was like, oh. This is why this person was telling me this. Like, I thought this, boom, boom, boom. As far as relationships, I didn't understand some shit in the relationship until I was single. And I was oh, looking back at Part it. Part two like, of this conversation is going to be, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, and I'm looking back into it from an outside lens because I'm not in one. I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. Why was I acting this way? Or why was so and so? And those are just like two, two, two examples, but like, yeah, you you can't. It's impossible to see stuff for what it truly is. Impossible, in, bro. unless you, unless you have some part out of it. Like you said, at least one foot in, one foot out. If you're fully engulfed in something, you literally cannot see stuff for what it is. I don't care how much you try. I don't care how much you think you know what it is. You literally cannot. Um, but yeah, I yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say what ends up what ends up happening, right? And I'll save the meat of this for for part two of this conversation, which we won't get into tonight, or or at least in this little episode here. But what I'll say is you have to spend some time completely out of it. Right. It's like when you, it's, it's like when I woke up, right. When I, when I snapped out of the nonsense, I was like, ah, Oh my God. Oh, this is what that actually is. This is what that actually is. This is what's happening. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's like, okay. Okay. Then it's like, calm down for a little bit. Right. It's like, all right. Okay. I see it. I can bob and weave all the bullshit, but I I can also realize. Oh, wait a second, I can I can I can use this for my gain. I can manipulate, it, like you said. So so when you're fully out and you can see it for what it is, you're like, okay, I'm ready to go back in, and now I know how to not be engulfed in it and not just be a cog in the machine. I'll be a bot, right? But I I can I can. I can navigate it in a way that is going to make me better. Not only that, but I can also I can also take with me the people that are ready for that, the people that are like-minded, the people that are ready to to snap out of the bullshit and that are ready to take the next step in their life, right? And and like again, it's like it's like Quasar was telling me, it's like it it exists for a reason. And what I've realized like on this journey for myself is that Number one, I can I can I can try and make as many posts as I want to and you'd be like, Y'all gotta see this. This is what's happening. This is it. It's kinda like everyone else in the Red Pill Rage. It's like, no, 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 this is it. Come on, guys. Like you got it's so obvious. And it's like, bro, it's not. It's not obvious because you're not looking for it. You don't see it until you're just until you're either forced to or it just happens. It's just the way it is. So now I'm just like, you know what? Those that are willing to listen to it and those that are ready to hear are going to hear it. Those that are not will not or they will and just not give a crap. It's just the way it is. I can yell. I can scream. I can I can care as much as I want. But until you're ready to take that step 
ain't much we can do for you. That's that's just the way it is. Go ahead, Ant. Yes, I'm. Nah, I mean, I'm just being an avid listener. I'm just paying attention to the scene. I just I couldn't agree more. I mean, realistically, I like to say it's all about perspective. It's like outside looking in. You know, when you're looking at something from the outside, it's totally different from looking in the inside. I've I've had plenty of moments in life where I had to definitely intro and outro spec. It's it's definitely an eye opener for real. But I I personally I personally can say one of the biggest things that you can do is just take a step outside yourself. That's it. Learn when to you know, if you're in something really deep and you're engulfed. Sometimes take a moment, take a step back, assess it, and see where it's going. That's what I personally felt like I had to do with track a lot. You know, in terms of trying to elevate or just seeing where my future lies with this, I had to really step outside myself and say, like, all right, where's the possibilities at? Where can I see things going? What are these things going to look like? And when you when you put that into some sort of perspective, it starts to change the way you see it. It could be motivating. It could be humbling. It can be disappointing, depending on what you're doing and not not just with sports, but just in other circumstances. So I feel like it's, it's definitely a good thing. It's, it's helped me a whole lot just outside of track, but in life, you know, I mean, when you're. Just not to get deep, but more of like, you know, just real life, you know, being a first generation college student and not really having guidance, I had to take a step outside of myself a whole lot. And I had to, okay, I'm engulfed in these situations. I'm trying to see where to navigate. I don't know what I'm doing. Take a step back outside looking in. Now, when I look back, I'm like, shit, okay. I can see why I did what I did, you know, or like what Paris is saying, why did I do that? You know, what am I doing wrong? But for the most part, when you have that, at least I I think it's a skill to introspect, outrospect and look at everything from a wider plane. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. It's a superpower, man. It is. Skill is not common. It's not common at all, and that's it's, bro. That's something I've really been realizing is like number well, number one, common sense isn't common anymore, and number two, bro, there's people that, it's, it, like I said, it's like I said before, it's rare to find like-minded people. It's way more rare than I than I thought it was before. Now I understand like really how rare it is. Um, it self awareness is a skill. I really do think it's good because with self-awareness, you're able to assess so many things about your life and about certain situations and circumstances that people without it just aren't willing to do, man. And being and and that's I think that's something that you have pretty, pretty early on in life. And I think 
I want to go on a tangent, but I, I think it is something that you have way earlier than you think you do. It's always in you. But I think as life goes on, you're presented with circumstances that allow you to use that skill, that allow you to hone in on it and, and be able to enhance it and, and train it. Yeah. And I mean, there's even the other aspect where a lot of times people who tend to lack self-awareness also probably never had to think as hard outside of themselves. Oh boy. And and you know, I wouldn't necessarily say I envy it, but I'm like, damn, maybe it is cool sometimes to just be in it. Be in it. <laughs> just fuck <laughs> fuck it. You know, right? Like I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I it's it's comfortable. Th- yeah, yeah. It's definitely comfortable. It's like they say ignorance is bliss. Yes. One yeah. And then there you and go. It, and it's true and in all facets, figuratively and literally, it's it's bliss. They say, not, I wouldn't, okay, no, let me not say that. Because that does sound bad. But they, mm, okay, this doesn't necessarily correlate 100%, and this is not a direct comparison. But there's a saying that some of the happiest people in the world are the dumbest people. And some of the smartest people to ever live were the most <clears throat> mentally miserable. But that doesn't stand true for everything. That's not a absolute, but it makes sense. Because, you know, when, when you're just narrow-minded, you don't have to focus on anything else. Nope. You're just doing your thing. And I feel like that's where resiliency comes in. When you begin to open and expand your mind, you have to be willing to have that mental toughness to deal with the consequences of it, right? You you really have to. Ooh, yeah. That's that's why I think like a lot of people who are successful tend to have that work hard, be tough, and because when you're expanding yourself and you're trying to put yourself in a position that's elevated, you have that adversity, and that's also mental and physical. 100%. A lot of the most successful people of all time, in my opinion, if you were to look at them, they're weird guys. Not to say that... Kanye. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Interesting dude. I, I will say that. That's part two. That's part two. That's part two. Part two. Part two. Yeah. I, I No comment on that. I don't know about all... But some of the most successful people you'll see are very distinct individuals. They are... Very quirky. There's something about them that stands out. And they were once thought as fucking insane. Yeah. And some are still fucking insane. But yeah. that's just another conversation. You know what I'm saying? But Look at Einstein. You see pictures of Einstein. He looked like, like he was goo. You know? <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, for real. Yo, so like I'm going I'm to do about philosophy. I like philosophy, right? Yeah. And I look at a lot of these philosophers. And a lot of these people that were great thinkers, these motherfuckers were weird, bro. Yeah. Some of these guys would go into the woods, right, for the conquest of truth, just to figure out who the fuck they were, right? They would go to the woods and spend, like, five years in solitude. Mm. Nothing to do with civilization. They're in a shack by themselves mentally insane. It's like you're willingly putting yourself in like a castaway situation. Like, you know, the fuck you're going to do? Be best friends with a volleyball for that <laughs> long? Like, it's crazy. Like, so 
And they come out of these experiences with the craziest fucking ideas. Boom. Yep. And just kind of like paradigm shifting thinking. Like outside the box. Outside the box. So that's why, you know, it's always funny because, you know, a lot of a lot of people always wonder what it takes to be great and kind of like what Paris was saying was be yourself. But they, you have to be a distinct individual. There has to be something about you that and this doesn't have to be a positive trait. It could be negative. It too. can be negative. Yeah, it could be negative. And it, and it doesn't have to be necessarily chaotic. To where, like, you're causing trouble. But it could be like, yo, this motherfucker's weird, bro. Like, but that that distinction, if you're confident in that, you're crazy. That's yeah. why for me, yeah, yeah. I have this thing with people, right? I always look for quirky people and quirky individuals and... I'm cool with everyone. I love all types of people, but I always fuck with those people that are a little bit different because you never know the type of shit those people can do and they're capable of in the future. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, you know, all quirky people are super special and gifted, but you find some of those dudes that's like, yo, everybody's looking at him like, oh, he's this, he's that. I'm like, nah, that dude's cool. I can tell bro got some good energy to him. You never know what dude's going to do in the future. Yeah. Like, you know, you just, you have to stand out some way, somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I just, I think I just went on like a huge Go ahead, Paris. I don't want you to lose your thought. Yeah. Uh, Y'all mentioned Kanye for a second. Don't go too deep because it's part two. But if you, okay, okay, okay. Um, It was just, even though he's tripping. Either way. Um. Something I heard that he said, I think from his recent interview, and I totally agree with, was that, I'm trying to remember the exact line. He was saying that um, if you're always trying to say the right answer, like, you're, 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 oh, what was he saying? I don't want to say, like, in the Matrix, but, like, but kind of, like, the same thing, because he was like, it was basically, and I could see that he he follows his own beliefs, was that if you're always thinking of the right thing to say, like, you're not being yourself as far as... Oh, he was saying, I think, he, what did he say? I think he said this the other night, but he was basically saying, like, if, yeah, if you're always trying to say, like, the right thing... Right. There's basically there's no way it's an original thought. Like kind of that that was the premise of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying so hard to say what's right, you're it's not you're not being authentic. You're not being genuine. You're just kind of following along to what's what's right. right. You know? Or at least what you're told is right. Right. I thought about that when uh Aunt brought up the philosophers who are crazy. I feel like all those people kind of shared that same belief just as far as like I don't have to be like everybody else. Like, even though this shit might sound crazy that I'm thinking of right now, like, I'm going to follow through with it. And then you can see that we're talking about them now that obviously it worked. And yeah. what their, whatever belief they came up with, whatever strategy, whatever equation, whatever it was, obviously was to their benefit. And along with what I was saying, which is be yourself, like, 
say whatever you want to say if you're in the right in the right manner and at the right time because obviously sometimes if, if you don't have the platform like that it can kill you but um yeah like, like i've heard aunt say before like don't be afraid to be a trailblazer as far as like if you believe in something bro just do it like yeah. Don't matter if you're the only one. Like, that's how a lot of stuff got started. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought of, I I just I just thought about that. I, I, like also, what I feel like you be talking about with the the red pill community, as far as like, while well, I would see to the masses, it's probably the minority who agree. Um, but there's a strong group. That agrees, and I feel like obviously something important is being said if so many people agree with the same thing. So I don't feel like I don't feel like it's useless as far as anything because um, even if you get a certain group, if you're if if your if your group is strong and you build a strong connection with your group. I don't feel like it was worthless to come up with because there's obviously other people who think like you. So it was. So it's like it's important that you said it because you're not alone. Yeah. Um, even if some may not agree, I still don't feel like it's useless because you'll always find somebody on the same page as you. Yeah. Um. Well, well and if it's, you know, again, there's there's a positive and a bad side to that, but we're we're gonna be realistic and we're, we're obviously speaking on the positive of it, mm. right? And wait. What you're saying as far as like kind of like what's going on with that community is I think for number one, there has always been people that thought this way. It's just mainstream now. Right. That's that's literally it. So the reason that we're seeing this uprising of what seems like mass is only because it's mainstream. Right. It seems like mass. It is 100 percent. The reality is it's it is a minority. Right. right, more people are just more comfortable. But more up. people are just now. Oh snap! There's a bunch of people saying what I've been thinking for my entire life. This is great. It's like it's like finally, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like ah yeah. Um, well, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in 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 part two of this conversation, guys. But um, right, sure, sure. But I appreciate y'all sharing that. Um, yeah, man, this is good. Long ass conversation. This will be fun to edit, but I appreciate literally everyone that listens man you guys are amazing um it'll be a little bit of a shift in in the content going forward but just i appreciate everyone rock with me it's been a, it's been a minute since i've been able to do this um and yeah share it please um maybe i get deplatformed who knows i'm just kidding i'm not gonna deplatform. well i might after this next episode but yeah man be easy stay on your passion stay focused ignore distractions um and yeah, free thinking. Don't don't be a follower, be a leader. So, bye.